Howdy. Welcome to CCC Hardcore, a spot on the internet to find stories of the California Conservation Corps. I'm your host, George Parker, former backcountry corps member, Delmar crew leader, Delta C1. Here bringing you stories from the CCC. Let me get started by reminding everybody that uh, the views expressed in this podcast represent those of the host and the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of the California Conservation Corps or its sponsors. Uh, before I get started with uh, this program's interviews, I wanted to talk a little bit. I've been talking with some people about the program and about what we're doing here. And my intention with starting this was collecting core members' stories. I mean, every core member that I have ever met has a story that deserves to be told. And that's what I want to focus on. And I still do. But as I was talking to some people, uh, it was pointed out that the core members wouldn't have stories to tell if it wasn't for the work that they were doing and the programs that they were in and the staff that got those programs up and running, uh, that uh, supervised those programs. So um, my, my focus has always pretty much been on corners here, and I, I want to talk about corners mostly. And I think most staff members would agree that, you know, the core members are what they're all about. The whole reason for the CCC being there is to, to, to develop core members. Uh, but I think staff and a, a lot of the um, higher ranking people have a lot to contribute to those stories. Uh, so I've, I've got some stories in the works. I've got one that I've been working on about the Tehama Fire Center. I, I talked to three great people uh, way too long ago about their time at the Tehama Fire Center. I've spoken with Karen Brown Wilson, uh, Penelope Johnstone, and John Leonard about their time at the Tehama Fire Center. I got some great information from them. I got some photos from Penelope. I got some pretty cool photos of really old CCC vehicles that you would not believe from Joe Hawkins. And I've been entirely too long getting that story put together. But I want to throw this out there as an invitation. Anybody listening to this or reading the blog post, that if you are at the Tehama Fire Center and you would like to share stories from the Tehama Fire Center about your time there, work projects that you went on, uh, nightlife at the center, <laughs> which was kind of limited because Tehama Fire Center is, I don't know, 15 or 20 miles outside of Red Bluff, California. And there's not a whole lot of night stuff going on <laughs> that far out in the sticks. And Tehama Fire Center was around in the late 70s, early 80s, and that was before there was a lot of strides made in core member development. So there wasn't a whole lot of core member development program going on if you already had your GED. So I'm working on that story and I would really love to hear uh, input from other core members or staff or anybody who worked or was associated with the Tehama Fire Center. And I will give you instructions later in this podcast for the best way to get those stories to me and I'm looking forward to seeing them. So with that, let's get on with this week's interviews. We're going to be hearing some more from Core members at 2018's Backcountry Trail Crew Debriefing at Camp Mather, California. What's your name? George. George. And you are on what crew? Inyo. Inyo. What did you do before Backcountry? I was managing a bagel shop. Oh, wow. Yes. Where at? Uh, Humboldt County. Okay. Yeah. So how did you find out about the program? Um, I actually live with two people who have done the Backcountry Trails program, mm -hmm. and 
uh, we would have like get-togethers and stuff and more people from the program like alumni would come so it was just I was just always hanging out with people who had done the program we tend so. to flock together Great. don't we <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you think about it for a while or is it something that grabbed your attention right away I mean what made you decide to apply for it right now yeah it uh it definitely grabbed me and it took me a while to fill out the application because it's very long um but I was just in a spot where <laughs> I just wasn't happy making, like, hundreds of bagels every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I just really needed a change because I didn't like where my life was headed. Okay. So was Inyo a change enough for you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That was completely different. <laughs> uh, so what was that like? Um, super hard, uh, but really fun. Nothing like I've ever experienced mm-hmm. before in my life. Yeah. It's a little bit different going from Humboldt County to... Yeah. The side of the Sierras. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more dry, even though we had, like, thunderstorms just about every day mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> for a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot colder, too. Yeah. So what was um, the most... Well, what kind of work did you do? Uh, we did a lot of rock work. Okay. I personally did a riprap staircase. Okay. Which is, like, I don't know. Yeah. So what like, is riprap for people that don't know? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, basically you get pieces like different pieces of rock and like fit them all together so it kind of looks like cobblestone um so yeah it's it's a lot of work it's hard work and you got to make it perfect mm-hmm. or at least my supervisor is a perfectionist well so. if it's not perfect, <laughs> if it's not perfect it's only going to last a year maybe exactly <laughs> stuff will get yeah. kicked out and... well, 100 years exactly it's got to last 100 years yeah but you did it yeah right on yeah. not everybody can do riprap right yeah it was really fun i really yeah. enjoyed it Right on. Yeah. Um, what was the biggest challenge that you had back there? Ooh, that's a, that's a hard question. I think I really struggled with, uh, like, the physical aspects of mm-hmm. it. Um, I kind of suffered a few injuries. Uh, obviously nothing that was going to take me out, but I think I wanted to push my body harder than I should have. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of just learning how to take care of myself and learning how to let others take care of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Were there any surprises for you back there? I mean, I mean, you heard about the backcountry from your friends. Right. Was there anything when you got there you go, wow, I didn't expect this? Um, I was told, like, very in-depth what it would be like. Um, but, I mean, just hearing about it and doing it are two, like, very different things. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize how cold the lake was going to be <laughs> that we were jumping into every day. Um, and, yeah, wasn't expecting, like, thunderstorms and, like working in a like we had kind of a sketchy like work situation you know we had fall pro and stuff like that so it was just more dangerous than I thought it was going to be which was fun (laughs) (laughs) danger can be fun yeah yeah. um but um but I bet you learned a lot of safety learned a lot of safety to to kind of counteract that hazardous parts of the job. Yeah. So what kind sure. of safety stuff did you do? Well, like the fall pro was really cool. What's a, what's a fall pro? Um, so basically, we used ropes. Uh, we were kind of like hanging off the edge of a, of like the edge of a switchback. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would use ropes and uh, do like belaying and stuff to like make sure we wouldn't fall off mm-hmm. the side while okay. we were like throwing rocks into the side of the wall. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Stuff like that. That was probably like the most intense like safety oh, I bet. stuff that, that we did. Right on. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> also, ergonomics. Ergonomics. Very important. What could you tell us about ergonomics? <laughs> uh, keep your back straight. <laughs> and, yeah, don't And you learn very quickly what that means to keep your back straight. Yeah. You think you've been keeping your back straight, but no. You have not. Yeah. You have not. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so where do you go from here? Um, I've been thinking about, they just apparently opened up a new position, like a assistant supervisor position for the program. So I'm thinking of maybe applying for that. Um, okay. I'd really like to keep doing trail work cool. in the future. Yeah. I feel like this opened up a lot of doors for me, which is really cool. No more bagels. <laughs> All right. Um, any words of wisdom for anybody who might be thinking about joining the program? Uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody says it, but just do it. Just yeah. go for it. And, um, yeah, don't pack too much if you end up going. And just give all that you can every single day. Yeah. Right on. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I think that's it. All right. That was George Godfrey on the Inyo crew. And one thing George touched on that maybe the others haven't so much is the, the safety issue. I know others have talked about safety, but George went into some specific things they did, like fall protection when you're working on a steep switchback. And the, the CCC and the Backcountry program are very safety conscious. Uh, you don't want people to get hurt. You don't, I mean, for all the obvious reasons, I mean, getting hurt is no good for anybody. And so they do everything that they can to prevent injuries. So that's why they have stretches. That's why they have some strength training and do a little bit of PT. Uh, and that's why they do things like the fall protection that George was talking about. When I was a C1 in Delta back in the 90s, the CCC safety coordinator had the philosophy that if it's predictable, it's preventable. And, and we lived by that. Every work project that we did, um, the, the crew supervisor or maybe the consup did a job hazard analysis before the project even started, where the hazards on the particular job were analyzed. What's specific to this project? What are the things that we're going to need to watch out for? And uh, measures were developed to minimize the hazard, to prevent injuries. And that's just the way the CCC operates. And so it was really great to hear about um, the safety measures taken on, on the crew working on the steep, steep switchbacks with the, with the fall protection. So first off, your name again is? Adam Garcia. And you, what crew are you on? I'm on the Klamath Stanislaus crew. Okay, what did you do before the backcountry? Uh, before backcountry, I was in New Mexico, in the Conservation Corps in New Mexico. Okay. So I was doing trail stuff but it was mostly front country. Okay. And there wasn't a, a ton of hiking or very strenuous work involved, not like there is in this program. Okay. Um, so when you say front country, um, what, what, I mean, how would you define that? Like, uh, we'd drive to a campsite usually, and it was on a road, mm -hmm. and then our work site would be like maybe a mile up the trail. Okay. So All right. we did one backcountry hitch. When we call them hitches, they call them spikes in the CCC. Mm -hmm. But we did one of those that was like six miles back, and we stayed back there for ten days. Okay. But other than that, all, right. all front country. Well, how did you find out about uh, the CCC backcountry program? Um, I was in Florida doing disaster relief for a month with CCNM, and that was nearing the end of that season. So then I decided to just look up like different opportunities with conservation corps around the country mm -hmm. and I applied for Maine and Florida and I think Texas uh, but then I applied for the CCC just the regular CCC 
And then they sent me an email, and they were like, hey, you should look at this program that we have because you seem, like, suited to it. And they sent me information about the backcountry. Okay. <clears throat> and then so I looked at the, the PowerPoint presentation that they had online for it, and it just seemed perfect, like, exactly what I wanted to do. So okay. I ended up applying, and then they gave me a call back, like, a week later, I think, and got the ball rolling. So. Cool. So where did you go in, in the Klamath? In the Klamath? Mm-hmm. Or we, on, on your, on, during your season? <clears throat> we started out in Happy Camp, mm-hmm. and we were uh, front country there, so we were just able to drive right up to our camp, and that was for five weeks. We worked on the Kelsey Trail, just maintaining it and doing a little bit of a reroute. Um, and then when we left there, we went to the Stanislaus. Mm-hmm. Forget the name of the trail that we worked on there mm-hmm. right now, but we did some rock work there. Yeah, and where is the Stanislaus? Because it's not quite the same place the Klamath is, right? No. The Klamath is in Northern California, and the Stanislaus is, I think we're in it right now, actually, is right next to Yosemite. We're close to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a little bit north here. It's in the Sierras. Yeah. Yeah. So was it, what, did you notice the difference between the Sierras and the Klamath Mountains? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> How would you describe them? <laughs> um, our crew joked that the Klamath was like our home, and the stand was like our vacation. <laughs> like, everything there was nice and warm, and there were no rattlesnakes or poison oak or anything mm-hmm. like that, and the weather was always nice. Mm-hmm. And every all the water was nice and deep and a reasonable temperature, and there was no mud or anything like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it was what people, like, conceptualize when they think of nature, just, like, all the good, fun parts of it. Okay. And then the Klamath. Not that it was bad. <laughs> I don't want to use that word. No. But, I don't know, it was, it was more rugged, let's say. Okay. And things there had a more subtle beauty to them that you had to learn to appreciate instead of just you know okay something that's like on the cover of a magazine like sure. see in the Stanislaus sure what, uh, so what kind of work projects did you do what would you say was your favorite work project definitely the rock work in the Stanislaus that we did we spent um, the first two weeks that we were in the stand we were front country and we were just doing maintenance and then for five weeks, we were in the back country, and we were working on one particular section. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of water bars and check steps and riprap and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun. Cool. It was exhausting, frustrating. Mm-hmm. I think it was really cool to be able to see the finished product yeah. once we were done with it. Yeah. What was the most challenging thing for you during the season? Uh, just confronting my own weaknesses, I think, just physically and personality-wise. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, I've always struggled kind of, I don't want to say, like, relating to people, but kind of, like, letting my personality not be as strong as and, like, antagonizing sometimes and, mm-hmm. like, letting other people's personalities kind of shine through more. Yeah. So just being around people all the time and having to compromise constantly was a struggle. It's, it takes, it can be a challenge to learn that. Yeah. yeah. Um, were there any surprises <laughs> for you during the summer? Um, you, you said that you read, saw the PowerPoint presentation thought, yeah, that looks like something I might want to do. Is there anything that caught you by surprise that you weren't expecting from the season? <laughs> what, what can I say in this? <laughs> um, I'll edit out any cussing. <laughs> All right. But other than that, I'll, I'll just say it and you can edit it out okay. if it's not appropriate. I was surprised by how many times I almost pooped my pants. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> you get so used to just using the bathroom whenever you want to. Mm-hmm. At, at, at any moment's notice in society, but having to wait in line 
and then like hike a quarter mile up a mountain to go poop mm. after you've eaten like chili and cornbread for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that would take you by surprise. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, that was definitely a surprise. How yeah. many times I came close to having wow. an accident? <laughs> wow. Okay. So where do you go from here? Uh, well, I'm gonna go to the Fortuna Center and join the regular CCC. Okay. I'm gonna try to do the culinary program there. Awesome. <clears throat> and then I'm not sure after that. I've thought about. Well, I'm definitely gonna sign up for classes while I'm there and do some EMT courses. Mm-hmm. And then I applied for this wildland fire training. So hopefully I'll get that. And even if not, I'll probably end up doing some sort of fire training or taking fire-related classes at the community okay. college. All right. And then I don't know. I was thinking about trying to become a backcountry cook. Next year, maybe the year after. Yeah. Maybe heading to Texas and try to lead a crew with that core. Yeah. Cool. Sure. Right on. Um, any words of wisdom for anybody who might be thinking about doing the backcountry? Do it. As simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard, and you're going to wish you could quit sometimes, definitely. Mm-hmm. But do it and stick with it, and it will be one of the more meaningful things you've ever done, probably. That was Adam Garcia, who came to the Backcountry program by way of the New Mexico Conservation Corps. And one thing that I've noticed over the years here, um, speaking to people who came to the program through AmeriCorps, is just the, the wide range of service programs available to young people throughout the United States. Uh, Adam came from the New Mexico Conservation Corps. He looked in Florida for... His next job, I, I know there's really good programs in Arizona, Wyoming, and Montana has a, has a great core. And I'm finding out they're really from all over the states. They're not just limited to one place. I'll post some links to some of these other organizations in the show notes that you can access uh, at the block. And I'll tell you how to find that uh, before the end of the program. Uh, but first, the next interview. All right, so your name is? I'm Eric Rasmussen. And you, the crew, you were on? Uh, Shasta Trinity. Okay. And what did you do before the backcountry? Uh, for the past four and a half months, I was in Fortuna at a CCC center, um, just doing, you know, a whole bunch of different kinds of projects, like Caltrans stuff, or just like stuff on the beach, um, a lot of invasive pulling. Okay. Um, and before that, I was up to no good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so where were you at in the Trinities? Uh, home base for the longest period of time was in the Union Creek area uh, down the scramble from Battle Canyon. Um, mm-hmm. We were there for, I don't know, over two months or something like that. We had a few other camps, uh, front country camps, Hobo Gulch, Hobo, Hobo Gulch Campground and Goldfield. But yeah, we were mostly on the east half, Okay. Uh, a little bit in the west half. Okay. Yeah. Um, what kind of work did you do? Um, a lot of trail maintenance, like clearing the trail of brush, lopping it out. Um, lots of logs, cross cuts, sawing them out. Um, we did two reroutes, uh, like make a new trail uh, to avoid meadows that were being impacted from the okay. trail. Um, so we rerouted those, you know, a lot of steps, a lot of rock work. Um, but yeah, it was, mo- it was mostly maintenance. Or actually, no, I'd say most of it was the reroutes. That took up like over two months of our time, but then the rest of it was all maintenance. Okay. What are some of the cool places that you saw on the weekends? My favorite place was Grizzly Lake, but not just because of the lake, because we went up uh, two peaks, Thompson Peak and Caesars Cap, and those are the two highest points in the Trinity Alps. Beautiful views, amazing, absolutely loved it. Um, Emerald and Sapphire Lake, those were really cool. Big Bear, 
Lion Lake was one of my favorites. It was really close to our camp. That was like forty-five minute hike. Oh wow! Yeah, it was just straight up, straight up a mountainside. Okay. Um, that was really cool. Foster's Lake was cool. Uh, I I could list them all. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Um, what challenges did you have during the season? Living with seventeen people, well, sixteen other people mm-hmm. uh, that are on your crew that you've never met until you meet them. Like obviously, like you ne- you never met them and you're forced to be with them mm-hmm. 24-7. Uh, that was probably the biggest challenge, um, just socially. Mm-hmm. The work is hard, you know, uh, but, I mean, if you put your mind to it, anyone can go out and hike miles and swing a tool um, <clears throat> as long as you're, you know, you're, you want to do it. Right. Um, so it was mostly the social challenge of living with people okay. that, yeah, you never met. Right, so how did, how did you handle that? I mean, what kind of strategies or whatever did you have to adjust to? I mean, what did you come up with to be able to, to get through it? Mostly just making myself talk to people. Like, the first thing I did when I got there, I was having real, real bad anxiety. I was like, how am I going to, you know, integrate myself with these people? So I just forced myself to talk with them. And, you know, a lot of joking around, a lot of jokes cracked the ice. If you're with people all the time, it just happens, okay. wh- whether you want it to or not. <laughs> um, there's no way to avoid it. So okay. it's mostly just don't get fired, yeah. don't quit, <laughs> and it'll happen. Okay. Yeah. Were there any surprises for you during the season? Like you hear about the backcountry program and you, ha- and you get an idea of what it's going to be like and then you get there and usually there's something that took you by surprise. Well, so like the whole thing kind of surprised me because mm-hmm. it was like you can hear about it all you want. You can hear the stories, see the slideshow, you know, ask people questions, but you never, you can never truly understand what any of that means until you do it. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> What's I don't even know what I can say surprised me the most. I was surprised by, uh, you know, I guess the U.S. Forest Service, how closely uh, associated with you they are for at least our crew and how, like, involved they are. And the projects that you do uh, really was surprising and, like, the sheer intensity of the work, mm-hmm. like the hiking, like, 20 miles in a day yeah. just to work. Um, that, that was really surprising. I can't really... Okay. It's hard to explain. Okay. All right. So where do you go from here? Back to Fortuna. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to be on my uh, fire crew that I was just put on before I came here. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they'll let me back on. Okay. So hopefully I'm fighting fires in a, you know, soon. The way way it's going these days, fire season doesn't seem to end anymore, huh? So you might get winter fire. Yeah. There was (laughs) the biggest, the Thomas fire was in December last year. Yeah. So who knows what I'm going to go back to. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, any words of wisdom for anybody um, considering joining the program? Do it. Just do it. Okay. That's all I can say. It's so much fun. It's so hard. You wouldn't regret it. All right. Yeah. And that's going to be it for this installment of CCC Hardcore. Today we heard interviews from three core members from the 2018 backcountry season. Uh, we heard from George Godfrey, Adam Garcia, and Eric Rasmussen. If you like the stories that you're hearing, be sure to subscribe to the podcast by pressing the subscribe button on whatever page that you're listening to this at. And if you want to hear more, if you want to contribute stories to CCC Hardcore, remember at the beginning, I asked specifically for stories if you have ever been at the Tehama Fire Center, if you have worked at the Tehama Fire Center outside of Red Bluff, California. I'd love to hear from you um, to add some flavor to some information I've already got. Uh, but I'll take stories from anybody that was in the CCC, member, staff, um, anybody associated with the CCC. And you can get in touch with me several ways to get those stories to me. First, you could send an email 
to george at ccchardcore.com. That's a different address that I've been using before. Uh, this one will be easier for you to remember, george at ccchardcore.com. You can also message me through the, the Facebook page, CCC Hardcore. You can call me at 530-410-4683. Now, I'm pretty remote. Uh, that's gonna, probably going to go to voicemail. It's probably not going to ring on my phone right away. Make sure you leave a message. Make sure you say who you are and your affiliation with the C's, and I will get back to you. If you would be interested in learning more about different forms of youth service, um, you can contact AmeriCorps through www.nationalservice.gov backslash programs backslash AmeriCorps. If you're interested specifically in trail works, you can contact the Trail Corps at www.thesca.org backslash serve backslash program backslash trail dash core. I'll put links for both of those over at the show notes, which you will be able to find at ccchardcore.com. Thanks for listening. And next time you listen, I'm going to incorporate some changes. There'll be some differences with the theme, maybe introduce some new material, uh, stories about the seas. So it'll be more than just interviews next time. So looking forward to hearing from you again. Um, our bumper, our music for this program, as always, has been uh, the Tall Pines, Boogie Number 1. Thanks to the Tall Pines for letting me use their music. Uh, music during the show, the fiddle and guitar, uh, was recorded live at the 2018 Backcountry Debriefing at Camp Matter, California. Uh, so until the next show, hey, Bob, don't worry about it. We got this. Oh,